be trained. He's not good. But you previously said you would want to wait for the Mueller report, but we Well, but that, if, if that is so conclusive that there's a bipartisanship, that there's a message to the president, so be it. Yeah, the word is on the street, obviously, in D.C., that there's nothing in the Mueller report. That's got to be it. And uh, you didn't hear, you could, it's hard to hear there at the beginning. She says in the Washington Post interview, Nancy Pelosi, one of the reasons she doesn't want to go down the, the impeachment road is he's not worth it. And on MSNBC, they were spinning this. odd bit of reasoning, but go ahead. On MSNBC, they were spinning this as, uh, actually, Mika Brzezinski said on Morning Joe, so checkmate for Nancy Pelosi on the Republicans. And I thought, whoa, how does this work exactly? But uh, so the Republicans have spent a lot of time in recent weeks saying, you just want to impeach him. You're trying to impeach him. That's what all these... In that's what all these subpoenas are about. This is what mm-hmm. this hearing's about. You just want to impeach him, and now she's come out and said, we're not going to impeach him, so checkmate on the Republicans, which I don't quite get what that is. But Well, uh, I think yeah. she just realizes it's not a good political move. I think she's a simpleton, is, is her challenge. Mika Brzezinski, not yes. Nancy Pelosi. No. No, Nancy's playing a game Bye. of chess, and I yeah. think she made the, the right move for her side. Yeah, yeah I just... I, think, Mika, with all due respect, and that's very little, um, I, I think it will, as the hearings progress, and and then Nadler and Schiff and Rashida Tlaib and Maxine Waters and all are howling for impeachment and holding hearing after hearing and holding rallies for impeachment, the whole Nancy Pelosi said six months ago we're probably not going to impeach narrative just won't hold water. It just won't be important. So I'm not sure how checkmatey it is. Mm. Check, perhaps, Jack, but not checkmate. So anyway, that's big news for Trump. We're getting ready to talk to Deborah Saunders, White House correspondent, Las Vegas Review-Journal. Oh, I did see a report somewhere, I don't remember in which newspaper, that Trump had, and now that you mention it, it sounds right, Trump had backed off criticizing Nancy Pelosi. He had been criticizing her a lot and Mm -hmm. backed off when she told him privately, I'm not moving toward impeachment. So he feels like she's on his side on the whole non-impeaching thing, and he backed off his criticism of her. So that's an interesting development. If they did impeach him over something, what do you think that would do for his, never mind the Democratic brand? Because I think everybody kind of agrees that it's just a mistake to get that going unless you've got an overwhelming case. But what do you think it would do to Trump's re-election prospects? What do you think of the idea that maybe America would be so exhausted by the volatility of the Trump presidency that they might eh, opt for something else? Particularly if it's, um, you know, a moderate, a Biden type. Well, one of the calculations... Flack and Lipper, I don't know. One of the calculations was it would really energize the GOP base to turn out... You know, the turnout would just be insane on the GOP side. Could be, could be. Deborah J. Saunders is the White House correspondent for the Las Vegas Review-Journal and joins us. Hello, Deborah. How are you? I'm fine. How are you doing? Good. We're just talking about uh, Nancy saying uh, impeachment's uh, not a good idea and various people are reacting, you know. We're trying to figure out also earlier what percentage of it was cold, hard political calculation and what part of it was being a good American, realizing we shouldn't just impeach, you know, willy-nilly. <laughs> All of it was po- cold political calculation. Yeah, that's, what that's, what that's what Joe said. That's what Joe said. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Did that land with, uh, with, uh, with, 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 a, with a bang in, in the D.C. world last night or, or not? People were talking about why did she do this, which sort of surprises me because it seems pretty clear. For one thing, there's no way that the Senate is going to convict Donald Trump if he's impeached. Based on anything we know now. right? That's right. That's right. Exactly. So 
And we've seen this movie before with Bill Clinton. And we know what it did. It, it was not the most helpful thing for the Republicans. They had to walk around with it for a long time. So Nancy Pelosi sees the writing on the wall. She knows that she's got some people who really want impeachment. And she's not going to do too much to rein them in. But she's given cover for moderates. And she's told them, yeah, you know, not a good idea. And everyone knows it. Every Democrat knows that, if, that going after Donald Trump to impeach him is a mistake. They may be doing overplaying the investigation card. I think they are. So I think it was a really savvy thing for her to say. She's a smart look at she, she didn't get where she is and stay where she is by being an airhead. She's a, a very smart uh, political operator. Right, right. Yeah, I, I suppose we could talk about the whole um, over-investigating thing and if they found out if Trump passed, passed some bad checks in 1991, uh, you know, how America would react to <laughs> I that. don't think it's going to be that, but it's going to be the over-inflating the value of his properties to borrow and then, you know, then lying about the, uh, misleading, uh, uh, making statements that aren't accurate about the value for taxes. You know, that's well, I could. Yeah. Or I could definitely see him getting some oddly inflated rents from Russian oligarchs in the 90s. Mm. That sort of thing. But how does America care? I don't know. I mean, he, he was a New York real estate developer. He has problems in his past. I don't think there's any question. I think people had a good idea about that. In, during the 2016 elections, I don't. So I think you have to find something new that people didn't know that has a material effect on how he governs or how he got there. Right. And that just hasn't happened. So uh, we can touch on the budget really quickly. It's a, a political document, right? It's an expression of our priorities. Uh, the the budget the White House just put out. Yes, it is. I mean, it's. I don't even know why they work so hard on it. I don't know why either. I think every year when every president puts these out, it gets way too much attention in the in the Beltway crowd. But why is that, Deborah? I, I mean, I, I I recently asked someone about that who was in a position to to know, and it was an off the record session. But I mean, it just. So let me just say, it's something I keep, I keep trying to figure out, <laughs> and I, I guess I guess their donors like it. Is that's not an answer I got. That's my what I surmise from an answer. That I got off the record. Fair enough. So, sort of like yeah. me announcing once a year, you know, if I can do anything I want, I would eat all uh, all vegetables and fruits, and I would run thirty miles a week, and I'd get a gym membership, and I'd start going to church. Very admirable, bully, <laughs> bully. Pretty fantastic. You're those, such are, a great guy. those are good goals. The and then I then nothing ever happens. Super. <laughs> well, okay, fair enough. So it's it's like a campaign speech in effect, the issuing of the budget. This these are our priorities. But they're not even pretending that they care about the deficit anymore. No. I mean, they're going to, you know, yeah. the, the Trump campaign, he could get rid of it in eight years, first two budgets, 10 years, now it's 15. So even the charade is wearing thin. What what amount of time there in the White House do they spend dealing with the impeachment, investigations, all that sort of, sort of stuff versus trying to accomplish some of the things you want to accomplish as president? Well, you know, I think that the, the question here is how much does Trump spend thinking about it? Right. Because there, there's a whole room full of lawyers who are supposed to handle that. And one would like to think that with that happening, that uh, the OMB people can just deal with the budget and, you know, all, all the other departments can work that way. But we, what we have is a president who just can't let it go. And that's the problem. He'd be it's better off if he watched less of- TV because the cable news channels, you know, are not a reflection of what's actually going on in the world. Yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> tell that to Donald Trump. <laughs> huh. Try. You've got better access than us. 
Uh, Deborah J. Saunders, White House correspondent for the Las Vegas Review Journal, on the line. You, you mentioned in uh, your little notes that uh, there's a briefing held, or there's going to be. What happened? There was a briefing yesterday. Wow! It was the first since January 28th. It's pretty exciting. Um, I mean, there, as you know, there used to be a daily briefing. Then it sort of whittled down during the, the midterms, and uh, the government shut down. And basically, we get them. I don't know, once every month or two. So uh, it's, I, I got a question in. Yes. Uh, what was your question? I'll pretend to be uh, uh, Sarah Sanders and answer it. <laughs> you can say, I can't hear you because I have laryngitis and it was worse yesterday. She said, speak up. Well, I asked her why they put funding for uh, to relicense Yucca Mountain in, in the skinny budget. or this, They don't call it a skinny budget this year, but why they put it in and what the thinking was. That's the uh, nuclear storage facility in, in Nevada? In Nevada. That's right. I'm sorry. Thank you for explaining that. And that's a big, that's a big question for the readers of my paper. Ah. Uh, because in, in here, I mean, so a lot of people think of this as a very parochial issue. Um, and that, uh, but what bothers me about this issue is that Donald Trump has never really gone on the record and said what he really thinks. During the campaign in 2016, he said, uh, I'll, I'll let you know. I'm going to really look into it and I'll let you know. Never did. Then we see it in his budget, right? And then he is campaigning in Elko, Nevada, for Senator Dean Heller, who did not win re-election the Republican. And he said, you know, I'm rethinking this whole Yucca Mountain thing, and now it's back in the budget. So to me, it's, it's not just an issue about Yucca Mountain. It's also an issue about the Trump White House and what it's thinking. Mm, interesting. Any thoughts on the uh, Tucker Carlson mess? We're going to be talking about that a little bit later on. Well, so Tucker Carlson is somebody Donald Trump loves to watch on cable TV. And Tucker has irritated not just the left, but he's also irritated a lot of sort of the, the people who think they're the big thinkers on the right, the, the, the never-Trumpers. And so you've got two different groups who are really just ready to pounce on him, and they want, they want him to go. But I don't, you know, i got to tell you. He's I, the third I, most watched show on all of cable news, so he's probably bringing in some revenue. And, and, you know, some of the stuff he said 10 years ago I find offensive. Sure. But, you know, but you know what else I find offensive? Trolling through somebody's record for what they said 10 years ago. And it, it didn't make a big stink 10 years ago when he said it. And he right? worked for MSNBC at the time. Exactly. Which is so extra when, delicious. That's right. So then it was okay. But now they're going to go after it. I mean, it just looks – that's the kind of opportunism that I think leaves a lot of people cold. Well, and, and I tell you what, my favorite analysis – and I wish I could remember who said this because I like to give people credit. But the idea that, well, it doesn't matter that it was 10, 12 years ago. Well, if that were the case, then if they caught the governor of Virginia in blackface today, he would still be the governor tomorrow. Because 10 years ago matters, or 20 years ago matters the same as right now. No, it doesn't. It just doesn't. So There, there is no statute of limitation on words. That's what, they're, that's, what, that's, what, that's what these folks are saying. And we just know, we just know that they're, it's just so devoid of any principle that they don't really mean it. And it, you're absolutely right. If you look at Virginia, if you look at the governor, and you look at the attorney general, and all of this stuff, you can just see that, that women and blackface and certain kinds of words are just issues that they use to throw at you, and they don't really mean it. Deborah J. Saunders, really White House correspondent, Las Vegas Review-Journal. Thanks, Deborah. Good to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you. Well so Tucker Carlson, Tucker Carlson is a host on Fox News. He's the third most watched host in all of cable news. He said some stuff on a radio show 10 years ago that's gotten him in trouble, and people are howling for his job. We'll play you a little bit of that, read some of it. We can't really play it. 
or really read it because it's pretty saucy foul. It's pretty false stuff, but, you know, we'll get into that whole shitty be fired thing. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. with a woman and just go, you know, just full-blown out there, especially feminism. If you're talking to a feminist and she's giving you, you know, well, you know, men really need to be more sensitive and this, you know, actually men don't need to be more sensitive. You just need to be quiet and kind of do what you're told. Tucker Carlson <laughs> there. Uh, how many years ago was this? Ten years ago? I keep hearing ten. I, I don't know. Uh, like 2008 to 2011, I think, is the okay. range of, of tapes that were pulled. So he used to call into a radio show, this guy. Slash satellite radio show. This man called Bubba the Love Sponge. Same show where the Hulk Hogan controversy occurred Yeah, he was from. the guy who famously allowed Hulk Hogan to sleep with his wife. Sleep Not with? So well, I yes. saw the video. They weren't sleeping. <laughs> There's no right. sleeping going on. It was on. an act of coitus. <laughs> I admit it. <laughs> right. Well, Strange Ranger, no doubt. The best part of the Bubble the Love Sponge Hulk Hogan story is so Hulk Hogan's having sex with his wife. So far, se- so good. Having sex, having sex with Bubble the Love Sponge's wife. And Bubble the Love Sponge is just walking in and out of the bedroom, just like walking around, you know, checking the TV, checking the camera. Walking. I just can't even imagine that world. Mm. I can't even imagine the world. I'm just kind of dimly interested that my wife's over there with some wrestling star. Right. Like, right. Well, I walk around the bedroom in my tank top and shorts. I'm not disgusted. I'm not titillated. I'm just kind of as if, as if the dog's scratching it's himself. Like it's t- just something that's happening. Yeah, it's like the TV's on and I'm kind of watching a ball game right. while I just do my stuff. Well, there's a uh, world-renowned steroid freak and uh, wrestler Hulk Hogan sweating on my wife. <laughs> Oh, that's right. I got to water the plants. Yeah, I'll be I'll be back in a second. That's just anyway. Um, so yeah, that bubble the love sponge. He had a radio show, and so I was confused yesterday because I kept hearing Tucker said stuff on the radio show. I didn't get around to it all day long, and finally I go to the Washington Post last night. They have all the audio, and I listened to the audio, and there's sea bombs. I mean, sea, but that's the the worst word you can say, right? I mean. The N-word is the most fireable word, but that's a, because of race, a racial thing. Right. In terms of just curse words. Sure, that's fine. The I'll accept your ranking. The C-bomb is the worst one out there. It's, and, it's rough. And Tucker Carlson drops it. Although they used, it. used that one. Uh, they, yeah, he, he certainly referred to it. Yeah, um, He made a, a, a rather a bad pun about it. But hmm. um, Thou art a? Well, Brit, Brits, use <laughs> it being a. Brits use it all the time. Well, good for them. Well, I, I look to the British... For my kids. Um, but so, well, so we have regardless time. of the Brits using it all the time, in the United States when you use it, it's usually pretty explosive. And yeah. he was using it on the radio show, and I thought, how is that possible? Okay, so it was satellite radio? He's calling the satellite yes. radio shows and dropping C-bombs. Well, yeah. I'm not like the Howard Stern channel. Play play another clip, and they're uh, number one. Number one, yeah. He's in prison because he's weird and unpopular, and he has a different lifestyle that other people find creepy. No, he's an accessory to the rape of children. That is a felony and a serious one at that. What do you mean an accessory? He's like got some weird religious cult where he thinks it's okay to you know marry underage girls, but he didn't do it. Why wouldn't the guy who actually did it, who had sex with an underage girl, he should be the one who's doing what? life? 
talking about the uh, the cult of Warren Jeffs, the offshoot Mormon wackadoo who is marrying uh, young girls to adult fellers. I got I got to jump in here in case you're listening to this stuff and saying I haven't heard anything that explosive yet. Yeah, me either. When I listen to all the Washington Post, I'm assuming selectively chosen and edited clips that are the most damning things. I thought, eh. It's, it's a good folks at Media Matters. I didn't think it was that big a deal. With their friends on the left, which is virtually all of media, and the never Trump right, as Deborah Saunders po- pointed out. Uh, Sanders? Deborah Saunders? Right. Um, everybody who wants to pile on is piling on and faking up outrage. I mean, some of the stuff's indefensible, but, you know, it was a long time ago. And, and as he said, and we will play his opening from uh, last night for you in a, in a few minutes. He said, look, if you want to know what I think, tune in. I'm on the TV every night of the week, you know, for an hour. I'll tell you exactly what I think. Yeah, some more of what Tucker Carlson said and whether or not you think it's awful. And then some of the responses, including Tucker's, coming up. But they are howling for his head is happening. As usual. The outrage game. Going after the advertisers, as usual, pretending to be outraged. They weren't outraged when he was on MSNBC and said those things. <laughs> What's coming up in your news, Marshall? AOC splits with Pelosi on impeachment. The U.S. making a move in Venezuela and Takata airbags prompting another major recall. Coming up. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, we got somebody flying to meet us today on one of those dangerous planes. I hope he makes it. Yeah, about one out of two of them crash, don't they? That's what I heard. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. More on what Tucker Carlson said on a uh, radio show years ago that's gotten him in trouble and people are howling for his job, and oftentimes that works. Oftentimes, they get the scalp. Well, they get uh, super conservative, not politically, but in terms of risk. Companies that advertise on the show to freak out and panic and withdraw their ads. And then the uh, media employer freaks out. And then, uh, you know, somebody loses their career all over faked up outrage. Tucker Carlson last night said, I won't back down. And he said, just for the record, the company is standing behind me. Well, they stood behind O'Reilly, too, for a couple of weeks. And then uh, it just got too hot. And then he was gone. The number one show for 20 years in all of cable TV was gone at some point. So they stood behind him for a while. Right. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez does not think Speaker Nancy Pelosi is completely shutting the door on impeaching President Trump. AOC saying Pelosi, quote, always demonstrated... What a moronic argument that is on both sides. If Nancy Pelosi came out and said, we will not impeach him under any circumstances, I don't care if he runs into a school and starts shooting people, we won't impeach him, that would be idiotic. Yes. So, of course, they didn't completely shut the door. So what's that got to do with anything? AOC saying... What everybody's talking about? Shut up! AOC saying Pelosi, quote, always demonstrated leadership that takes all kinds of factors into account. Legally, I don't think it's something that can ever be 100% off the table. Really? No but, kidding. What she, what Nancy Pelosi said is, you people, you and your friends, right. who are howling about impeachment in the current circumstances, ain't gonna happen. And besides, I ordered a Tangeray and Tonic like 10 minutes ago. Can I get that? 
AOC? Oh, wow. That, that's the sort of thing oh. Tucker Carlson. Oh. Look, the Armstrong oh. and Carlson show. What? Oh. How's a Tucker Carlson like comment right, right there? there? Oh. No, my God. Oh. That's the worst thing I ever heard. I'm going to oh, write letters boy. to our sponsors. Oh, jeez. <laughs> AOC saying Pelosi, as always demonstrated leadership, takes all kinds of factors into account. Legally, I don't think it's something that can ever be 100% off the table, but if that's how she feels right now, I respect that. AOC's other problem is her voice. It's grating. It's just at that pitch that makes you want to just, just, just run away. It's, she's got to work on a mellower voice, a more mellifluous voice. So I thought... Needs to get voice coaching. La, da, 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 da. She got the Did male tries. Well, oh, that's right. Oh, she, she, she got him. She got him. She got him. She got the real oh, yeah. I, uh, I keep thinking at some point there's going to be a firm break between Nancy Pelosi and AOC. It's a, all right, who's with me, who's with me, yeah. and they, they get it on. I thought it might be over this. But it's not. So she's saying, okay, if that's how she feels, I understand and respect her. I think at some point there's going to be a, all right, I do not agree with that at all. She's wrong. I'm right. Who's with me? Although they're women, Jack. I need to remind you of that. And women manage friends. I know. You just ordered a drink from one of them. (laughs) Well, that's your your, uh, line of work. Um, uh, Women manage the frenemy thing for years in ways guys can't, not nearly as well. Politicians are an exception. But... I, they may just exist as frenemies for a very long time. By the way, and I'm tired of AOC boosterism or bashing. I'm just kind yep. of exhausted by the whole phenomenon mm. for the time being. But the Washington Why's Post, <laughs> the Washington Post did give AOC three Pinocchios for one of her tweets the other day about Trump hasn't done given any money to the opioid crisis, and right. the uh, oh, Washington yeah, Post ridiculous. said that was just not true. And uh, three out of four stars, or three out of four Pinocchios is being a lie. And it was retweeted 50,000 times. So it, it happened. My only point is uh, all po- politicians either do it or have it happen to them. Now, I do want to point out Ocasio-Cortez is going on to say that she believes Trump is guilty of impeachable offenses. And because of that, she told the Washington Examiner last night, as far as Pelosi's hands-off stance, quote, I happen to disagree with that take. But, you know, she's the speaker. I think we'll see. A O C. I can always tell by realtor eyes. Mm-hmm. All right, up in the skies now. The Brits are banning the Boeing 737 Max aircrafts from arriving, departing, and flying in the UK airspace. Yeah, we got a we got a, a, a guy, a consultant guy, coming to fly to talk to us today. He's on the plane right now. He just sent us a picture. He had a scared look on his face, sitting in his seat. Who's chilling? Yeah. So other countries are banning the flight. A lot of them. A lot I heard of them. The United FAA, States, uh, former uh, head of the uh, FAA inspection, uh, you know, uh, division guy's written a, a, a widely respected book on plane crashes. He said, "I would probably get on that plane." He said, "But I would not let my grandkids get on it. I just, I really prefer they didn't." Wow, that's a heck of a statement. Yeah. Now on the other side of the uh, it, the hysteria side, I heard a. NPR story in which they had man on the street reporting on this. Oh, boy. Man on the street reporting is the worst kind of reporting of all kinds. It's the lowest form of news. Some man on the street said, I don't even know if you want to fly anymore. I mean, it seems like oh, there's oh. been planes keep just keep going down. It's, okay. That's just oh. as statistically wrong as anything could possibly be. And then somebody said, and this was a, position, a, a person in a position of power said, 
Um, driving is nearly as dangerous, maybe as dangerous as flying. And I thought, okay, that's statistically as far wrong as you could possibly get also. So you drive 80 miles to the airport with a coffee in your hand texting. <laughs> and you're fine. Yeah. But you're worried about this plane. Okay. Honda recalling nearly 2 million Honda and Acura models in the U.S. because of defective Takata airbags. Millions of vehicles around the world have been recalled because of the airbags, including 13 million Honda and Acura models alone. So the recalls are continuing. And one one last note. Apple has made it official they're going to be hosting a special event at the Steve Jobs Theater at their headquarters in Cupertino, California. The event is taglined, it's showtime. It's going to be March 25th. CNBC is reporting that Apple is expected to unveil its streaming TV service featuring original content. That's More uh, original content. Yes. <laughs> Apple is has been the 800-pound gorilla on the sidelines of the streaming content for a long time. They've got so much cash in hand. It, depending on how much money they want to throw at it, they're absolutely going to be a player. In Aren't we going to run out of uh, actors and writers and stuff and show ideas? So many more. <laughs> <laughs> more, yes. and more and more mediocre offering. There you go. Oh, that really isn't the case now. No, it's better and better. Oh, yeah. Offering. Oh, yeah. But, oh, but there's got to be a limit, though, doesn't there? Sure. It's simultaneously the best stuff being made, and there's way more bad stuff being made that there has in oh, the yeah. too. Yeah. You just yeah. need to kind of sift through and find the good stuff. As I've mentioned, since Netflix lost all their uh, kids' TV shows, the good stuff, they got a whole bunch of stuff created in-house or bought somewhere. That's just crap. I mean, there's no benefit. It's not funny. It's not artistic. It's just not nothing. <laughs> Teaches them nothing. Hey, by the way, speaking of the president in Apple, uh, I think uh, the Tangerine Tornado got a raw deal the other day when he was at the uh, that meeting and he made a reference to Tim Apple. Um, We've got a late night joke off around that. Maybe you want to confront their jokes and straighten out what happened. You want to do that? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> The late night joke off's usually terrible. Well, but you've got a retort. I do have a retort. Uh-huh. I'm just not sure it's worth it. Oh, okay. You know the great sacred rule that the 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 setup of a joke can be as long as you want it to be, but the punchline must justify the setup. Long setup better have a hell of a punchline. You got a little punchline? Give me a little setup. Well, the punchline's fine, but it's not that big. Okay. There was a comma there. Like what they're, um, for instance, Tim, Apple, what they're doing. There was a comma there. Tim, comma, Apple. Oh, He's made it clear that's what he meant. And you know how Trump calls everybody the... by their first name because he can never remember people's last right. names because right. he doesn't care enough to remember them? <laughs> I'm that way, too. <laughs> he didn't say, and you got Tim Apple over there. No, he said Tim, Apple. i got to admit, I haven't heard the whole sentence. It always cuts off there. So right. I heard the whole thing. It's unfair. I, want, I insist on even-handed and fair mockery of our president. There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Once again, the conscience of the nation. Oh, squawky. Ken? I'm doing my best, but I'm just one man. Are you familiar with the C-bomb? It's a word. Uh, can Tim Carlson, uh, uh, Tucker Carlson use that as a, would it be an adverb? I'd have to hear the context. He puts a Y at the end of it. Oh. You're being blank. Yes, that is an adverb, indeed. Can you use it as an adverb? You can. Tucker Carlson, but again, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Do you lose your job if you do that? Not ten years ago, no. <laughs> We've got more I'll on that. use it right now. <laughs> more on that coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the, of the nation. Of the nation. 
politics with a woman and just go, you know, just full-blown out there, especially feminism. If you're talking to a feminist and she's giving you, you know, well, you know, men really need to be more sensitive. and this, you know, actually, men don't need to be more sensitive. You just need to be quiet and kind of do what you're told. Yeah, I love women, but they're extremely primitive. They're basic. They're not that hard to understand. Tucker Carlson! <laughs> Tucker Carlson, 10 years ago on a uh, radio show you don't know probably, Bubble the Love Sponge. On Jack, Saturday. Jack, Jack. He's a Jack, Jack. And uh, he said other things, so I'm trying to figure out how come t- Tucker's in so much trouble. Because I've heard a lot of things that's kind of weird and oogie, and I don't understand quite what they're talking about, but oh, yeah. not like the, oh my God, you're done moment yet. They were having a discussion about this cult leader and how this cult leader had underage girls. Warren Jeffs. For wives. Well. Yep. And um, this picks up like into the conversation already, which makes me a little skeptical to start with. But um, Tucker ends up in this position where he sounds like he's defending it. Um, so uh, the co-host with Bubble the Love Sponge says, in the eyes of the law, people that are under 16 cannot consent to sex for any reason. Yeah, Tucker, says Bubba. Carlson says, I don't, in this, well, it varies by state. I mean, I know, and then they say a couple of things. Uh, Tucker Carlson goes back and forth, 15-year-old, blah, blah, blah. And then Tucker Carlson says, look, just to make it absolutely clear, I'm not defending underage marriage at all. I just don't think it's the same thing exactly as pulling a child from a bus stop and sexually assaulting that child. Yet, yeah, you know, it's much more planned and plotted. Yeah, it almost should be worse. Wait, wait, hold on a second, Tucker says. The rapist in this case has made a lifelong commitment to live and take care of the person, so it's a little different. I mean, let's be honest about it. That's twisted, Tucker. I'm sorry, I... That's demented. Hey, I feel like I've gotten myself in a position where I f- feel like I'm defending it. I'm against it, and then it cuts off there. Well, okay. Well, it is different. It, it, better or worse? Neither? Just different? It's a, This is stupid. This is Media Matters trying to get Tucker Carlson fired. He refers to some particular... I don't remember who it is. Political figure somebody is being... Uh, it's the C word with a Y at the end of it, using it as an adverb. She is blanky. Oh, Lord. She's blanky. Actually, I, I actually, need to rush off for counseling right now with the rest of my fellow Americans. Actually, Bubba leads, leads him into it. Bubba says, she's kind of blanky, isn't he? Isn't she? And they talk a little bit. And then Tucker at some point, yeah, she's a little blanky. And he said, wait, wait a second. We talked over you. I want to make sure we all hear this. I want to hear Tucker Carlson say this word. And he said, okay, blanky. Um, that's how that went down. Okay. okay. The fake outrage machine. Unbelievable. So I got a little follow-up to that. Here's a little bit of Tucker Carlson on his show last night. He opened responding. He didn't set up. and He just assumed everybody that watches his show, I guess, knew what he was talking about, which mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. There's really not that much you can do to respond. It's pointless to try to explain how the words were spoken in jest or taken out of context, or in any case bear no resemblance to what you actually think or would want for the country. None of that matters. Nobody cares. You know the role you're required to play. You are a sinner begging the forgiveness of Twitter. So you issue a statement of deep contrition. You apologize profusely for your transgressions. You promise to be a better person going forward. With the guidance of your contrition consultants, you send money to whatever organization claims to represent the people you supposedly offended. Then you sit back and brace for a wave of stories about your apology, all of which are simply pretexts for attacking you again. In the end, you get fired. You lose your job. Nobody defends you. Your neighbors avert their gaze as you pull into the driveway. You are ruined. And yet, no matter how bad it gets, no matter how despised and humiliated you may be, There is one thing you can never do, one thing that is absolutely not allowed. 
You can never acknowledge the comic absurdity of the whole thing. You can never laugh in the face of the mob. You must always pretend that the people yelling at you are somehow your moral superiors. You have to assume that what they say they're mad about is what they're actually mad about. So, I, and he goes on with this. I thought that was really good and interesting since we've been on the uh, the, the, the bad end of some of these controversies before. Right. And yeah. I've watched a ton of them. You can say something and you, you end up in trouble. And you all of a sudden have to, we haven't had to do this, but I've seen plenty of people do it. You have to pretend that Al Sharpton is your moral superior. Right. And you and, and you <laughs> have to act example. and you have to act like everything he said Imus did this for a long time. Right, he had right, Al Sharpton right. on his show over and over and over again and had to act like Al Sharpton is the all wise decider of what is right and wrong and moral and just in the right, world. He and knelt at the feet of the Buddha, Al Sharpton, and begged and, his, yes, his counsel. And he's yeah. a good person, and I'm in a bad person, and I, have to, vomit. and I have to grovel. Right. And he pretends he's offended, and I pretend, and we all know it's a game. Right. We've done this before, before ourselves. They're pretending to be upset. They're not really upset. They see an opportunity. Right. To, to either get us fired or have some leverage, so they pretend they're mad. We pretend that we apologize. They know we're pretending and don't mean it. Mm-hmm. And then we just all go through this game. Right, right. The one time it was actually, like, job-threatening a number of years ago, we didn't, though. We called bull ass on it, and we said, you're wrong. You're wrong, and you're phony. And we counterattacked, and it was great, and we won. The best thing we ever did. There was, and and the, the people rallied to our defense quite beautifully. There's also this in the National Review. And we'll Review. never forget that, my friends. This was in the National Review because it's always one side politically in my memory. I can't think of yeah, an of example that, that, that's not that way. If you're progressive, if your ideas are deemed good, then media grace abounds. Colin Kaepernick can dehumanize cops as pigs, and that's fine because his message is acceptable. T, T, I never can pronounce this guy. Coates, the writer. Oh, Ta-Nehisi. Ta-Nehisi. Yeah, Coates. Can say awful things about heroic cops and firefighters who made their doomed climb up the stairs at the Twin Towers. And that's not, nothing that doesn't matter compared to his essential body of work. Joy Reid on MSNBC can have uh, anti-gay slurs on her Twitter feed, her Twitter feed from years ago. And it's fine because... She's just a little bit different. She's on the different side of politics. And right. she said, well, I must have been hacked. And yeah. it just went away. Saying it rhymes with Bunty 10 years ago is firing. Wearing blackface is well unfortunate. Just depends entirely which side you're on. I Tuck, Tucker's right. I don't think any of these middle people... finger is the only proper response to this crap. I don't think any of these people should be fired for what they said or did. Whether it's uh, Colin Kaepernick or Joy Reid or any of these people. Just right. That's what they said or did. That's what their belief. And then you either like it or don't. Either watch them or watch their show or listen to their music or don't. I don't. I don't want anybody to get fired over this. But it, it always goes one direction. And yeah. we'll see if he lasts. I think he will because there's... I still haven't come across, like, the big thing. Do you know, Sean, which which is the most damaging thing? That people hate Tucker Carlson. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's he funny. He is occasionally a little tough to take. Now, that's funny. But what are they using as the... Tapes from 10 years ago. But which one? Which one? Which particular uh, uh, probably utterance the, the, is... I, I don't think there's... There isn't, like, a Voldemort word that he said that is the, the groundbreak. They're trying to... It's the whole body of they're, work. They're trying to compile uh, this is the sort of person that is now being employed mm. on this network that we don't like. Usually yeah. there's and no it, the feminism thing is the, 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 the way that he talked about women is, okay. is probably the one that I'm seeing the gotcha. most cited. Gotcha. You know, and if you're on one of those shows where you talk like that, like Bubba the Love Sponge, where you, you know, it's like a locker room. Kind of a radio co-host, show. Jimmy the Love Scrub Brush, <laughs> and you want to be cool, you go along with the the vibe of the show. Sure, yeah. And uh, 
Yeah. yeah, Stern made a career of it, getting people who normally don't talk like that to talk like that, and that's hilarious. <laughs> so yeah, it's 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 God, it's just so phony. I, just, I love the fact that he's calling out the the Kabuki theater of it. He refuses to assume the position. God, we've been in this so many times; it just drives me crazy. And I've watched it and others. Everybody's pretending, and as he said, at no point during this whole thing can anybody like poke up their head and say, "This is all we're all just playing." I'm we faking all, it, and so are you. Yeah, uh, we and we. Both both know we're faking it. Yeah. You're prote- when people say it was deeply hurt, hurtful and that sort. Of, how no. often are people are actually hurt by these various things? The uh, the pretending to be offended police are perhaps the worst aspect of modern America. I mean, it's just crazy. Everybody's desperate to be offended or to act offended, and they're good at it. You can whip yourself up pretty easily. I can. They're implying somebody who says things like that. It's effortless, please. Effortless and stupid. God, I hope we don't have another one or two of those left in our career. Erase this tape if that happens, that whole we pretend to apologize. It will mostly amuse me. (laughs) Bring it on. Oh, God. Yeah, he doesn't want it. I do. It's very time-consuming. I just bought a house. (laughs) Yeah, well, easy come, easy go. (laughs) You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.